0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Kingdom of Pod, the Boise State podcast each week. I'm Jeff Caves here from Flower Mound, Texas. A good look at the Boise State quarterback position. One that got away, plus what's remaining and what may be coming up new now that the top recruit got away. Of course, the news at the beginning of this week was all about the Supreme Court's decision and how it may or may not be impacting the NCAA. I want to comment on that just briefly before I dive into the big news about Kaden Hauser taking off for possibly Michigan State, the Boise State quarterback recruit for 2022. The Supreme Court decision... I had a lot of hand-wringing that came with it from, uh, I think, a a lot of us. And it, it just reminded me that one thing we should keep in mind is that the NCAA is nothing but a reflection of Boise State and of every other school. They employ the NCAA. So there isn't some detached relationship. That is who they have signed up to be governed by. If they want changes on how they're governed, then they need to go through the proper channels and see if others feel enough of the same way, and then they can get something done about it, no matter what those rules are. I think the NCAA gets a real bad rap because for so many, it's just easy to do. The NCAA this, that, or the other. So when we look at what the Supreme Court said, it's going to take a while to see what kind of impact it would have on a school Uh, like Boise State. I mean, one of the big changes here could be what kind of funds, what kind of opportunities, uh, what kind of travel, what kind of equipment, gear, or educational opportunities uh, schools can provide uh, their athletes because they're students. And whether that be like what Jim Harbaugh did at the University of Michigan, take the kids on a spring study abroad trip to Spain or wherever the hell it was and practice their spring ball? I don't know. It's all possible. And we're going to find out. But that's really what that case was about at the the end of the day is you can't limit what a school can give somebody educationally uh, as a reward for their talent. And so if they want to give them a laptop or whatever else, that's the way it is. How that impacts gender equity, Title IX, I don't know. I'm sure those guys are wringing their hands, starting to try to figure that out. But I I just think we should keep that in mind initially here. And this isn't a long edition of, of the Kingdom of Pod. But keep it in mind that the NCAA represents Boise State University and every other school. So I don't think it's always fair especially, and I'm not saying people at Boise State do this, but that's their representation. Those are their people. And without the NCAA, what would they have? Now, the Power Five may have some other ideas down the road, but for the time being, the school presidents are in charge of the NCAA. So if if they're losing or not doing things they like, I think that's where the responsibility lies. Hey, just a reminder, the month of June is hot. It's hot everywhere, all over the country, and a ton of exciting sports action as well. BetOnline online is where you can find it. Basketball, the hockey playoffs, even the big matchups in baseball, including prop bets and futures. Bet online has all the latest odds and news, the information. It's all in one place. Online sports betting in one situation. Get to the website today. Use your mobile device to join. You'll get fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip off or face off or pitch, head over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet online, your online sports book experts. All right, big news, of course, coming down late this week is the decommitment of Caton Hauser, the quarterback recruit uh, from St. John Bosco in Southern California uh, to Boise State. It was a quick romance, it lasted a couple of months, per se. I don't know how much longer the Andy Avalos staff had been counting on him. But as soon as Hauser hit the Elite 11 camp and more eyes got on him and he continued to rapidly improve, his stock went up and his loyalty uh, to Boise State just wasn't as high. And with the change in staff, if the harson led staff was on Hauser earlier, and I don't think they were uh, because he's a transfer kid into St. John Bosco, uh, then maybe it would be a little more difficult for Kaden Hauser to have left Boise State. Uh, so in, in this situation, there wasn't that much loyalty uh, on his part, or even more so, you know, how much did he dream as a 10-year-old of watching Boise State, uh, uh, you know, while he was watching Boise State, that he would be a quarterback one day. So UNC, Duke, Michigan State, Iowa, you know, when these bigger schools come calling, he, he doesn't have enough loyalty to turn it down He's not convinced yet, so away he goes. And why does he go if he ends up at Michigan State? Well, all right, it's it's the Big Ten, and if you are recruiting there at Michigan State, then you'll tell him about the quarterback tradition there. And the kid knows who Kirk Cousins is, and Drew Stanton possibly, Brian Hoyer still in the league, uh, maybe even goes all the way back to Tony Banks, I don't know. All these guys had NFL careers, and if that's what he's looking for, that's the kinds of names he wants to hear about. Of course, Brett Ripon is still in the NFL with Denver. Uh, there are you know, some memories of Kellen Moore, of course, maybe not as much for his NFL uh, career, and others have had shots. Uh, but the guys I just listed have had starts in the NFL and made millions in the NFL. So that's a much different opportunity, and maybe that's what – tells Caton Hauser that he should be decommitting from Boise State and and going to Michigan State. I mean time will tell how good he is. It's way too early to get into the details of that. Of course a lot of hand wringing now on the quarterback situation, recruiting wise at least, at Boise State and, and just where they're at. And looking at a depth chart at the top, it's heavy, of course, with Hank Bachmeyer and Jack Sears. Uh won a transfer, one a high school quarterback. So if you're trying to do some projections and how They came into Boise State. Of course, it was through that process. They're the upperclassmen. Who knows how long they stay around. I I guess they'll have to decide whether they want that COVID year or not. uh, After their senior year, you you never know how long a kid's going to stay, especially at that uh, position. So for now, you're looking at a redshirt senior and a junior. I don't quite know how the eligibility, especially in Sears' case, would be impacted. But uh, they're going to be out of here in a couple of years. And yes, it's possible that Taylor Green, the true freshman from Texas right down the street from me here in Louisville, could be the new quarterback to be He's a big kid. Uh, Or it could be Cade Finnegan, who we got a peek in uh, at BYU game, Uh, had some good moments towards the end. uh, But I'm sure the evaluation is happening right now on whether one of those two kids is the savior uh, for the program and the future of the program. And usually you hear about some of that stuff. Uh, maybe they haven't had a good enough, long enough look at Green to really get a handle on it. Uh, let's hope they don't find out about uh, whether Finnegan or Green is ready this year uh, through injuries. It was a tough season last year for Bachmeyer, not only injury-wise, uh, but then COVID-19, and, and Sears had some bad luck with that stuff as well. And it was just an odd, odd, odd year altogether. So the at quarterback, in terms of the lower classmen, Uh, With Finnegan and Green, is isn't that bad. It could be good as long as those coaches feel like they can have one of those kids develop into being the guy. And sometimes you start hearing about that early. After they come out of fall camp, they'll talk about, hey, you know, we don't know if we don't need to get Green on the field now or Finnegan on the field now. He's blah, 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 and things change. But that's not, you know, to be said yet, and that's not what we're hearing, of course. I think another option is rather than now look at, all right, here we are in June. I've looked at some of the backup plans that Boise state has as quarterback recruits. And I don't know if that's going to ultimately be the kid that uh, they end up with, but it's still early. It's not as late as it's been in the past where they're just basically out grabbing guys that really didn't work out at all. So the, hopefully they can do something better than that. But I look at the change and, and, and what's happened and, and, to college football and think you can get a transfer and you just have to have confidence and trust in that process before you just panic as a fan and say, well, they have nobody, all the best quarterbacks are taken, they're screwed, blah, 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 blah. I don't think you have to go down that road because you have to look at some of the great transfer quarterbacks and then we have to, I think, study Boise State's opportunity in this position – and in this recruiting environment uh, a little bit differently. Uh, of course, when it comes to transfers, Jack Sears is a great example, and they've had others like Cozart who've worked out, uh, and Henderson as well. But there's been a recent example of how a transfer going the other way really worked out. And ask North Carolina State what they thought about Ryan Finley, who took off when it was apparent that Brett Rippon would be the quarterback of Boise State, and it wasn't going to be Finn. And so uh, he takes off. Uh, he redshirted in thirteen. Then he he gets in in fourteen and fifteen, and decides to you know to transfer to North Carolina State and go with Eli Drinkwitz, who took over as the coordinator at North Carolina State at that time. And you know he ends up at North Carolina State with two bowl victories. He sets the record uh, on the team for completion percentage, and. Does a pretty darn good job. Throws sixty touchdown passes. It gets himself a draft pick in the NFL. So things worked out real well for Ryan Finley. But that's not typically the norm here, in terms of what we're talking about. We're, we're looking at what can Boise State get out of a quarterback transfer. And so I'm looking at a group of five schools who've profited from kids who have moved on from Power Five schools. And Shane Bouchelle comes to mind immediately. Uh, Here's a kid that leaves Texas and comes back to SMU. He was from this Dallas-Fort Worth area anyway. Uh, Garrett Gilbert did the same thing, and both those guys did great. And both those guys, one of them, Gilbert in the NFL, and Bichelle now with the Chiefs uh, getting his chance in the NFL as well, but put up huge numbers now at, at SMU. To me, one of the differences here to keep in mind is that the group of five schools in Florida, the group of five schools in California, or there in here in Texas, they have a different opportunity because a lot of these kids will go to the Power 5 school and then think, okay, that didn't work out. I'm going to go home. I've learned a little bit. I've seen this, that, or the other. I want to perform at home in an offensive-friendly system, and so they do it. Well, Idaho doesn't have those kinds of recruits and typically doesn't have that kind of opportunity. But it did work out that way for Shane Bushell. Another transfer that came to mind for me that performed at a high level at a group of five school is Brady White from Memphis. He left Arizona State. He was originally a California kid. He went on to Memphis, took him to the Cotton Bowl. He set passing records. He was tremendous. And so he didn't do much at Arizona State, and that's why he left. Uh, They found somebody else. And that next quarterback is going to happen. And I do believe... That is more likely to be in the future for Boise State. I'm not as convinced junior college route uh, is going to be it. That, that's going to really change probably with all these loose transfer rules that we have now. So I think that, that's going to be different. How do we avoid this, though? How do we avoid the situation that just happened, putting all your eggs in Hauser's ba- a basket you know, and, and then getting left? Not not quite at the altar, but certainly left. Well, I look at a kid like that and think, okay, you know, what is his tie to Boise State? As I said earlier, how far back does he go? How long had he been recruited? How long was the Harson staff on him? Where's he from? Who did he grow up watching? Who did he dream of playing for? And I think some of the kids that come out of the Northwest, Rip would be a great example of it, uh, had enough awareness and respect and loved Boise State, that that was where he wanted to go, even over his more native Washington State. So I think you have to start thinking about that if you're Andy Avalos. You don't want to make this a habit of, of missing on quarterbacks that end up at Power 5 schools. I can think of three different instances uh, where this has occurred. And uh, it's the kid at Iowa State that left him, Purdy. Uh, that was a difficult pill to swallow, this one, and there's been others. And you may want to change your tactics and start looking more at where's the kid from. Did he, was he 10 years old in 2014 and saw the Fiesta Bowl for Boise State over Arizona? And now he's 17 years old and he thought it was great. I mean, you can't go back to 2007. All right. Those aren't recruitable kids anymore. More than likely they're long gone. So that, that Fiesta Bowl is not necessarily their memory. Uh, But it's stuff like that that I think really helps. And some of the Northwest uh, quarterbacks, I think, will stick because of that. I think that's uh, really important. Uh, You know, look at Wilson. You lose him to to BYU and and ultimately look where he's at in the NFL. And he was that close. Zach Wilson was that close to being at Boise State. But, you know, you want to get something more along the lines of that. A kid in this region and – if it's, if it's if it's going to be a quarterback especially you, you, you want him to be so solid that you don't have this situation coming up. one, one last add on on quarterbacks uh, for this week's podcast. you know a lot was said about uh, Hank Bachmeyer and what needed to change when, when Eric Esau took over as the uh, offensive coordinator of Boise State. and he was pretty open and in telling anybody and including Hank that he had to start trusting his receivers. He had to start anticipating passing routes and he had to start throwing the football to where the spot on the field was. He needed to throw the ball where the receiver needed to wind up and way too often Hank would get in trouble because he would not throw the ball until he could physically see the receiver was open. Sometimes that meant the ball was late. Uh, Hank, has a good arm, but it's not a complete rocket. Uh, Other times, you know, it would be on time, but he would get rocked. And you don't see other quarterbacks getting hit as much as Hank Bachmeyer. That's not all on his offensive line. That has a lot to do with the choices that Hank makes. And then he goes off running and scrambling and taking hits, and, you know, it just takes a toll. So I have a lot of respect. For Hank, because he can take those kinds of shots, but he has to progress past that. If he can, then I think Sears will be nothing but a backup. If he can't, and he won't throw to spots, I don't know that this change of regime here in Plow and Company won't say. You know, they they Plow hasn't been a big, uh, you know, rotating quarterback guy, so they may go to to Sears and say. We're going to stay with the best guy for this job because he's, you know, he's throwing the football uh, the way we want it when he want when when we want it where we want it. It's in our medium to long range uh, plans to be able to go with this quarterback rather than go with Hank, see him get hurt, and the other guy come in, and we kind of get on this revolving door. So the problem with all of that, to me, is how are you going to know that Hank will get rid of the ball earlier when there's not. Any live contact in double days, you can't hit the quarterback. So that really makes it difficult. And and they're going to, I'm sure, be all over Hank about that. Well, it was all over this, Kingdom of Pod. I know it's a little shorter edition, but a shorter week for Boise State football news, which could be good news. Uh, If you like it, pass it along, rate it, review it, uh, get it wherever you get your podcasts. I'll be back next week with another edition of the Kingdom of Pod on the Believe Podcast Network brought to you by Bet Online.